You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a hump day edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. Hope you all are doing great. Brian, you are dancing on Zoom. What are we going to cover ahead on today's show? It's Wednesday. We're talking Utah. We're talking football. It's and it's fall camp season, and I'm dancing. It is. It is a fall camp season. We're going to get into a position preview today. We're going to talk about Utah's defensive tackles, that defensive front, obviously a key part of Utah's defense. We'll dig into that position. Also an interesting piece on Ute Zone on Devon Vele. I think he's one of the intriguing names in Utah's wide receiving core. We'll let you hear a little bit more about him. And we'll finish off today's show letting you hear from Devon Vele's position coach, Chad Bumpfus. He spoke to the media earlier this week, so plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you by our good friends over at the Pac-12, Locked On Pac-12 podcast, excuse me. Sidney Robinson doing a great job every single day covering everything going on inside the Pac-12. Download or listen to that show wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. All right, without further ado, here on a Wednesday, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for August 11th, 2021. Once again, welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah. I'm Jay Catch, of course, joined by my fearless co-host, Brian Brown. Brian, how are you? I'm fearing, Jake. I'm fearing. What are you fearing? What do, what do you have to fear? Everything. It's, okay. it's the worst time of the year, Jake. This is where everything falls apart. Well, okay. Hopefully it doesn't fall apart first off, but... I can tell you one thing that's not falling apart is this podcast, Brian. We have absolutely exploded download numbers-wise over the past month. And I'm not saying that it's the Ute Blockcast bump, but there needs to be an acknowledgement that the Blockcast really helped us get us going. And a thank you to all of you who are tuning in to the show. Our download numbers have just absolutely skyrocketed, and it's absolutely fantastic to see you guys enjoying the product we're putting out there. That definitely makes me fear less than before, Jake, because we have found a lot of great support out there from everyone and, and really appreciate it. Those who used to love the block cast that came and found a home here. We really appreciate you. There's a ton of you out there on Ute zone. I would shout out all your screen names, but I, I prefer the intimacy of first names like our No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but everybody out there who has come and found us and those of you who we don't interact with on social media who are still listening. Like I think I heard my mom the other day listening to the locked on Utes podcast. So maybe she just really likes it and she's the only one. I don't know. But to you, mama Brown. Thank you. Ma- yes. Mama Brown, the, the most supportive mom on the planet. So I think she's seen more football games than, uh, uh, well, almost as many as me. So, um, but again, thank you to everyone. We're going to talk about football now because that's why people come here. You don't come here to, to get thanked for listening. Uh, Jake, we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's the one group that we should talk about that nobody else is talking about? Well, I think it's 
pretty simple. And if you think about it, because I think the conversation around Utah right now, conversation about quarterbacks, conversation about running backs, wide receivers on the defensive side, the cornerbacks, the safeties. What about the defensive front, Brian? Especially in particular, the defensive tackles. They are getting just overlooked in this whole conversation. They are. And, and look, there's plenty of conversation to discuss about what's going on with the opposite defensive end position. But I think the reality is, is there's a lot up front that's still left to be settled in terms of how good is this group going to be? Because I think last year they performed well in certain instances, right? We've heard talk about Hawati Pututau and how good he is at, at being multidimensional, how he's strong but quick, and how he has these moves in the pass rush game that are really, really difficult to counter. And almost to a T, every offensive lineman mentions him when they talk about who's the hardest to block on the team. How is that going to carry over to a team last year that really didn't rush the quarterback all that well? Um, are we going to be able to find ways to free him up? Is it going to be because uh, Viani Moala takes that next step? He's a massive human being at 6'6", 304. Is he going to be able to play within his hips? Is he going to be able to keep his pad level low and generate some bull rush to free up Hawati to play more free in the pass rush game? Or... Is there a new contender that may come along and push Hwati inside and take over the outside? Well, and see, that that right there is the interesting conversation piece because we know the tradition of Utah defensive tackles. Uh, Sione Pua is the, defensive, uh, is the defensive tackles coach. He's one of the legends at that position under the Kyle Whittingham era of Utah football. But you can think back. Guys like Steve Fafita, just the standout defensive tackles who have come through Utah, Guys like Hawati Pututau, they carry on that legacy. Vianne Mawala going to be carrying on that legacy this year as well. And Devin Kafusi, we're going to see what he can do at a new position. He came from BYU as a defensive end, really thought to be okay. Could he be a guy who could be a factor off the edge? I think Utah realized that maybe he'd be better suited to put on some weight and move to the interior of the defensive line. What are you hearing, Brian? Because you've got you're, and I'll, I'll freely admit this: you are more well sourced on Utah than I am. What are you hearing about that kind of that trio at defensive tackle right now? Well, I think Devin is thirdly, thirdly there, <laughs> firmly established as third. Uh, so he's firmly thirdly. Uh, but the the weight gain is evident, right? Like yeah. you can see hit see that he's pet, put on the pounds. It's, it's gone mostly to his middle. You know, he is a longer frame guy. I do think that the move to the inside does help him. Uh, it, it might be a little while before he actually feels comfortable playing in that weight. And talking to him a little bit too, I think he understands it, right? You know, at BYU, I, he he felt like he was still a defensive end. He comes up to Utah, and sometimes it opens your eyes when you go to new surroundings of just how. Uh, you know, how much better the competition is around you or how hard you have to work to equal it. And I'm not saying that he's not capable of moving to the outside. In fact, that's a conversation to have about this too. Now that he's gained this weight, it, you can see that his body's still adjusting to it. And sure. he's been a little bit of so sore. And I think he's admitted as much, um, you know, that the, the, there's been an adjustment to that. And, and some of it is just the beautiful, massive beard that he's grown, <laughs> you know, in, in freedom from the honor code uh, celebration, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but the conversation comes down to this is, is what is what is he best suited to play? Is it going to be that inside three technique? Do you maybe try to uh, position a little bit more three man fronts and put him at a five where he can two gap 
and that allows Devin Lloyd to play closer at the line of scrimmage. Do you mix it up more with Devin Lloyd and, and Tyler Weegis, you know, a very tall, lanky, lean, but deadly speed rusher? I, I mean, I think it's fair, fair to say that Weegis is, is, is probably the most intriguing of them. Definitely not an every-down guy. And also, to couple with all of that, you have Xavier Carlton. So you could do the too long, too tall, you know, defensive front with Devin and Xavier. And that's what, like 14 feet worth of arms, you know? like well, the wingspan so, alone, yeah, absolutely. It's a really fascinating conversation to talk about this. And, and, and you've got three, right? So the, the, the next question is, who's the fourth? Yeah, so, okay, that brings me to – because I just pulled up the, the roster here for defensive tackle. So let me list the names here, Brian, and we'll, we'll talk about it. So you have David Fotu, a sophomore at defensive tackle. Tackle uh, Taka Lautaha, a freshman. You've got Tavita Puhulu, also a freshman. Samote Pepe, freshman. Fua Pututau as a sophomore. Tennessee Pututau, freshman. Junior Tafuna, freshman. Tanoa Togiai, freshman. And Aliki Vimahi, freshman. That is a lot of young talent in that position group. It is, and it's multiple guys that have moved there. You know, Junior, Junior Tafuna was originally recruited as a linebacker, and he's now a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee Pututau, uh, it was kind of always thought that he was going to end up there by the time he was done. The Pututau family is is built to play defensive tackle. Yeah, and, and except for uh, uh, Taniella, who, sure. who apparently got left out in the cold when they all went to dinner yeah. uh, playing tight end, you know, and, and he's a lean, mean aggressive, fast player over there. But uh, we also know that Tanoa Tongiai was playing tackle in the spring. So is he going to stay at defensive tackle? Or are they confident enough? We've heard that uh, Dave, we've heard David Fotu mentioned uh, sometimes Tavita, mm-hmm. called Tavita, younger brother of Lecky. And, and I'm sure everybody was asking that question immediately. But he is a, a Snow College transfer. He's a Juco transfer. How quickly can he adjust? We know it took Vianney Mawala some time to adjust when he transferred from Hawaii. Uh, we've seen flashes from Tennessee Pututau, who has an excellent bull rush. Reminds me uh, a little bit of uh, some of the, you know, the uh, Steve Fafitas of the day, sure. where he's a little bit more bowling ballish back there. Yeah, six uh, one. So yeah, and and but fast and aggressive with his hands, moves really well. But the other one that we haven't really talked about is Samote Peppa, who is 6'3", 355. And he's actually probably closer to 335 right now. But here's the thing, Jake. You look at him, and he's like, wait a second. That's not like a fat 335. No. That's like a mean-looking 335. And he spent all summer working with Lecky and working with Francis Bernard and working with all these NFL guys. Who's going to be that fourth guy? My money's on Does Pepe. it matter? It does. Okay. First off, it doesn't matter because I think that they'll find somebody. But my money is on Peppa because I have wa- I watched Peppa play for Bingham High, and yes, you listen at six three three fifty five. Everybody's like, "Whoa, is he going to be able to move at that size?" This is a guy who carries more weight than the average human being and moves it about as well as any human being on this planet. It is incredible what he's able to do at his size. My money would be on Peppa, but the good news is, as you just mentioned, does it really matter because there's a lot of talent here, and they will find at least one or two guys who are going to be able to slot in and contribute. And, and that's really the beauty of this position, but I think what, what we've kind of isolated is that you have some options there. So if you see some things developing early on in the season, if guys are not cutting it, Utah's not going to sit around and wait. They're going to play some dudes. 
that could pay some major dividends later on in the year as guys either get hurt or as reps start to get lighter as they're trying to keep guys fresh throughout the season. We've heard the importance from Kyle Whittingham over the years of having a pass rush in the fourth quarter. They'll definitely have it from the edges. Will they be able to generate it from the interior as well? That's a huge, huge question to answer. Yeah, it's something they'll bear watching. There's no doubt about that. But coming up next, we'll switch gears. We'll go back over to the offense, talk about an intriguing figure in Devon Vele, kind of a breakout star of spring ball, a great piece on Ute Zone about his journey to Utah, what he's hoping to accomplish as a Ute. We'll get to the, all of that in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. Brian, I, I said this to somebody the other day about Bet Online: is that if you want to literally put Skittles or put skin in the game, there's only one place that you should do it, and do it with our friends at Bet Online because they want to give you free money. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would want to go anywhere else. You're not going to get a better offer than fifty percent extra on top of whatever you deposit, and it's pretty simple. You just use that promo code Locked On. Put it there when you sign up. The sign-up is simple. The deposit is simple. Uh, it's a safe website. They definitely pay out when you win. I've, I've seen winnings. I Oh, yes, have I seen some winnings. And we're about to turn some of those winnings into more winnings this coming football season. That is the hope. So if you guys want to get into the game, do it with our friends at betonline.ag. As Brian said, go to BetOnline, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make that deposit, and get 50% of that added as free credit to play with at BetOnline. It's all courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Brian, I like guys who are, for lack of a better term, rags-to-riches stories, and I know that that's probably not the right term to use at the collegiate level. Well, maybe it is now with name, image, and likeness because guys can start cashing in on their fame as athletes. But the story of Devon Vele just has me absolutely intrigued, and Cole Bagley over at Ute Zone did a great job chronicling what he's done and what he hopes to accomplish now as he takes on a bigger role with the Utah football program. Yeah, Cole's smart enough to uh, request Devon Vele for an interview, something that you know I think even I could learn from Cole at, at this point in the game because I think there's a lot of intrigue surrounding Devon Vele, what, what's going to happen because – We've heard his name mentioned multiple times. We've seen him as a walk-on who was, wow, he's really starting to impress some guys, to last year in, in camp just blowing people away and Witt mentioning multiple times. We didn't really see him break out in 2020, even though there were only five games in the season. At the same time, we still hear his name mentioned over and over again. Former walk-on, he's a great story. Return missionary, decides to come out here from, uh, I believe it's the San Diego area. Sure. Don't quote me on, on exact specifics as to how that applies. Um, but the interesting part about it is why haven't we seen it come apart or come to fruition in games when we've heard his name mentioned so much? And, and listen, you just don't really hear walk-ons mentioned that often, right? Like it's not something where – you know, you hear those names of guys that have walked on like regularly the way we have with Devon Vele. So there is some mystique and some curiosity with it. And so Cole asked him that, you know, what have you been doing in the offseason? And he said this. He said, I've been working on my weaknesses or the things I've seen that I can improve on from last season, especially from spring ball. That's basically basically been like the main theme I've been aiming towards, working on those small things, those little technicalities that I could fix. And then the biggest thing, too, is we have a culture on this team that, are we, that we are trying to work towards, especially earning the Pac-12 championship and hopefully getting to the Rose Bowl. 
and whatever the coaches need us to do, stepping up, whether that's on special teams or on offense, that's what I've been working on. Okay. Well, I, I like it. And he is from the San Diego area, Rancho Bernardo High School down there in the greater San Diego area. So I, I'm intrigued by Vele because he was one of the breakout sensations of spring ball. And you and I have covered football in this state long enough, Brian. We all know that there are those so-called spring football all-stars, I guess is what I'll use the term for them, that they break out in a spring ball. You think, okay, what can they do? And then come fall camp, they're not on the roster or they just disappear. But Devon Vele appears to have some staying power here. And as a redshirt freshman, six foot four, 205 pounds, he's got every bit the size you want to see uh, for that position. And the hope is that he can kind of become a key cog here in this Utah offense and help uh, balance out, I think, some of this wide receiving core and give another option to whoever ends up as the starting quarterback. And that's something that he also mentioned in the article with Cole. He said, the biggest thing I'm working on or the emphasis for fall camp is probably just chemistry with the offense. We've got a lot of moving pieces we are working on right now, trying to see where we are in the depth chart because we've got a lot of depth this year. I can definitely say that with the offense. Right now, we are just trying to find where each piece fits and what we do to get to that championship. And I think that that combined with his you know, conversation about stepping up wherever he's needed, that may give us a little bit of a clue as to why the coaches are talking about him so much but also why he maybe hasn't hit his stride quite yet is that he really hasn't found his peace and his place and his, his fit in the role into the offense as a whole. And, and we – correct me if I'm wrong, but we've talked about the offense way more this year in, in ramping up and, and since camp has started than we have the defense. Oh, no doubt. When there's a quarterback battle, come on. We, we're we're going to latch on to that. And that that has lent itself to the running back situation where there's four guys contending for time there. Who's going to break out here at wide receivers? Devon Belly going to be that sensation? We're talking about him right now. So, yes, the offense has taken the headlines this year, but for good reason because there's a lot of intriguing stories on that side of the ball, plain and simple. It is, and, and I think that Vele is trying to find ways to find his own the offense. He mentioned last, last that, you know, uh, he said, I'm not one to boast upon my own skills. I like to thank the team first, whatever they need me to do. But one thing I did focus on the most was my confidence. I know that having that confidence when you go in playing football, especially in this sport, it's a vicious sport. And if you go in soft, you're going to get exposed. So I know that boosting that confidence and knowing that I have the ability to contribute to this team is one of the biggest things that was helping me, working on that confidence level and even becoming a bigger factor, a bigger piece in this offense. And we heard Britton Covey talk about it, that that was something that Britton was trying to help him and, and encourage him to really believe in himself. And it's, you know, it's, it's why Ted Lasso is such an effective coach for AFC Richmond, Jake, because all he does is he makes his players believe. There's no doubt about that. And the guy like Devon Vele, Hopefully he makes good on on this because he would be just one of those really, really fun stories that we get to track because he's still got time on his side. As I mentioned, he's a redshirt freshman. So maybe he doesn't have the season that he thinks he can have this year, but he still has four years to play here in a University of Utah uniform. I, I really like his skill set. I, I What I saw in the spring game in particular made me think, okay, there's something to be worked with here. And a guy like Chad Bumpfus is going to try and unlock that potential. But I really like the comments that he made to Cole Bagley because you can tell this is a pretty humble kid. He knows where he's coming from, but he's got a lot of goals for himself and he's, he's hell-bent on accomplishing them. 
Yep, it, it, and we've seen it happen in practice before in the spring. We finally saw it in the spring game. Now the hope is that he really will be a goldfish and make it happen this fall with the help of Coach Bumpfus, who, uh, you know, I think that's another guy that's making some pretty big impacts here in the uh, the early parts of fall camp. Yeah, be a goldfish, good call on that. But more importantly, you're going to hear from Chad Bumpfus next. He spoke with the media earlier this week. A lot of different topics hit upon, especially – you're going to hear something funny about his adjustment period during spring ball to where he is at now during fall camp as a new addition to this staff, replacing Guy Holiday, as we all know. He'll explain that to you guys next. First, though, let's take a minute today and talk about our friends over at Built Bar, Brian. Uh, so I had a conversation with a fellow media member earlier this week, and they asked me, Jake, you seriously can't be as like as a big of a fan as of Built Bar as you actually are. I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. So I actually had my backpack with me. I opened it up. I always carry a Built Bar in my backpack. He's like, wow, you really do like these things. And I, I told him, dude, these things are absolutely incredible. I am a huge fan of Built Bar. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't be a fan of Built Bar if you've tried one. Um well, I do know because maybe you haven't found the right flavor and that's maybe the only point that I would consider if you didn't like it because there are so many different flavors to try. There's nine of the original flavors, everything from raspberry, cherry, uh, orange, salted caramel, double chocolate, mint brownie. Uh, there's so many out there, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, I'm forgetting a few, I'm sure, but to my some of my favorites, which the grasshopper cookie we've talked about, I got yep. a box of Rocky Road coming. Um, it, it's just, it is a great protein bar. It is a great snack, plenty of whey protein, anywhere from 17 to 19 grams, depending on the flavor, all under 180 calories, less than five grams of sugar. And you're going to find a flavor that you like eventually. I guarantee it. Yeah. While you're at Built.com placing that order, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off that order. Brian and I wholeheartedly endorse Built Bars. We believe you will enjoy them too. So check them out. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. And get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. Before we go here on this Wednesday edition of the podcast, as we mentioned, we'll let you guys hear from Chad Bumpfus, the new wide receivers coach for the University of Utah. And Brian, my overall sense, having heard this audio already, is that Bumpfus, he really is intrigued by the options inside his position group, but he also understands there's still a lot to be proved by this group. I don't know how you could feel any other way than that. Um, like, uh... It is a very intriguing group, right? Like you've got Devon Valley, the uh, the magic man, came out of nowhere, just mm-hmm. appeared randomly as a walk-on one day, and now he's threatening to take a position. You've got Solomon Enos, who I, I have stated in an article on, on Nude Zone that I think he's going to become the go-to wide receiver for this group or has the potential to be there. Now, if there's a quarterback who can get him the ball, that would be even better. Uh, in the past, it's had to be Britton Covey because he's the only one who, who could create anything enough to get a quarterback to throw him the football, but there's also a variety of tight ends out there. Connor O'Toole we're seeing, who is a very heralded young freshman, has come in and, and recovered from a very uh, uh, recovered like recovered from a long injury, a long stretch in recovering from injury. I guess I cannot talk by the third segment. Imagine that. Um, but there's a lot to be intrigued by, right? Money Parks. We we still yep. haven't heard a lot about a guy who was an absolutely 
epic performer in Texas and the six, a state title had, I believe three or four touchdown catches in that game. So a lot of intrigue with this group. Makai um, 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 Cope is a guy that I'd seen for in person for the first time. I did not realize how big he is. And we haven't even talked about the transfers yet. Yeah. So all kinds of intrigue there. There's no doubt about that. So without further ado, let's let you hear from him. Here is Chad Bumpus, University of Utah wide receivers coach on the Locked On Utes podcast. A lot of experience in this wide receiver core. How has that played to their benefit here in fall camp? Uh, it's been good so far. Um, older guys helping the new guys get adjusted. So it's been good. A lot of competitions, creating a lot of competition. Guys are stepping up, um, and we're seeing what we thought we would. So it's been good early on. How is uh, Jalen Dixon reacclimating to? to the offense and his teammates and everything. Yeah, JD's good. Uh, JD enjoys, when JD enjoys having fun, when JD enjoys being in football, when he's having fun, he's almost unguardable. Um, so the biggest thing with him is just keeping him in the moment, making sure he's enjoying it, um, and then the sky's the limit for him. So just keep working. Obviously got a lot of guys in the wide receiver room, but a lot of them are new faces or returning from a, a year off like Jalen Dixon. Where do you see, obviously it's still early, where do you see the, the ball getting divvied around and, and how do you see the uh, the touches uh, kind of breaking up? I know it's still early. Yeah, it's a little early. Um, everybody's stepping up right now. It's really hard, kind of hard to say who's separating themselves, um, but the guys we expected to come in and make plays have been have been doing so. Um, the solos, the valets, the guys that I had in the spring with me, um, picking right up where we left off. We had a good spring and then they came in early on really good summer so it's it's right where we thought they would be um but it's really kind of hard to say who's separating just because there's so many guys making plays right now how's it been for you uh, a new wide receiver coach coming into a wide receiver room that has guys like Britton Covey and oh, Solo kind I of love established. It. Absolutely love it. Uh, had some of those guys when I was here the first time in 18, so kind of got to uh, already know them. Um, but having that experience in, um, again, for me in the spring, I was learning on the fly. So I'm coaching effort, technique, and they're helping me with the plays. You know what I mean? So now that I'm up to speed with the plays and everything, um, it's really good to have those guys just for the new guys to see how we do things, how we work. Um, so it's been great. It's been awesome. As a group, um, where where are you seeing the biggest improvements from when you showed up to now? Um, biggest thing is just playmaking, uh, confidence, uh, top of routes. I mean, they're just getting in and out. They're having fun. Um, and then it's carrying over, right? It's a competitive group. So uh, I tell them all the time, playmaking is contagious. You see one guy make a play, and all of a sudden there's three or four in a row. So they're feeding off of each other's energy, and it's been really, really good, really fun to watch. How often do your best go against the defense's best? Because obviously – the Utah secondary's got some real talent in it. Yeah, we try to. Uh, I try to match up with the, our, our guys with the starters. Um, the way we're doing it right now. So pretty much every rep we get, uh, I try to match good on good. So and again, don't want to sound like there's not good, but we try to get the starters to go against each other um, as as often as we can. Because again, season's rolling around the corner. We got to get those guys ready to play. How many guys do you anticipate playing in the game? Um, it's hard to say right now. I see. I see about six guys right now that I really believe we can win with um, early on practice five. Hopefully we grow that number more, but practice five, I see about six guys that I feel comfortable rolling out with the first group right now. You brought in two transfers, Theo Howard and Maneer McClain. What do they bring to the table? Um, Theo, a lot of experience. A lot of experience. A smart football player. Understanding leverage. Understands uh, defenses. Understands what they're designed to stop. So he's able to play uh, to the defender's leverage. Um, So him being in that room, just that 
experience. Um, Munir is a big body who can go up and get the football, um, just getting them up to speed on the plays. So they bring different things, but it's really good to have them in the room. They've been awesome. How's the chemistry with quarterbacks? Uh, really good. Difference between the Eagles Yeah, it's really good, and that's a credit to them because they worked their butt off this offseason. This summer they did a lot of throwing, so we came into camp and timing was timing was down. Obviously we'll fine-tune some things, but um, that's a credit to those guys. They worked their tail off this offseason, and it's showing off early on. If there's been a criticism for this group, it's that Utah doesn't have someone who can take the top off a of defense. Do you have that guy in your room right now? I think we do. I think we do. Um, and, and, again, a lot of that's route running. Um, it's it's playing, playing receiver is all about deception. You want to get the DB to believe you're going where you're not. And if you're a great route runner, you can create separation, whether it's vertically or horizontally. And we got some really good route runs. we got guys who can create separation. So I'm excited about it. I look forward to the challenge. I like it. Are you asked your opinion on the QBs, given you, you know that you are the wide receivers coach and you are seeing it from a certain vantage point? Um, <laughs> I think I, I I would hate to be the the quarterback coach. I think that's a, that's going to be a good competition. I think we got some guys who can really get it done, um, smart guys who put us in the right plays at the line of scrimmage. So we're in the right, we're headed in the right direction. We just got to keep working. Do your playmakers also block? Because we know that absolutely, you absolutely, block. you won't get on the field unless you can block. We work some type of blocking drill every single day. Um, that's just part of being a complete receiver. You don't want to be a selfish guy. You want to be a complete receiver who can do everything across the board. Um, and so we're we're going to be blockers. We'll be They're all bought in on that. I absolutely, think. for sure. Yes, sir. You know, Coach Witt. You know they'll be able to block. <laughs> And last, last thing for me, Connor O'Toole is coming back from injury. How is he looking out there? Like a linebacker. He, he, I mean, he looks really, really good. And that's a credit to him. While he was injured, he worked out a lot. Um, he's a big, fast, physical guy. Um, looks unbelievable. Um, just working him back into it slowly. He, I think he'll be a guy that can help us. Um, he looks really good. He looks really good. There you go. Chad Bumfus, and kind of funny to hear him talk about the fact that he was playing catch-up uh, during spring ball because he came in shortly before spring ball began, and he said, I was coaching the hustle and the effort. The players were helping me with the plays. So <laughs> nice to hear him acknowledge, you know what? I didn't necessarily know everything that was going on. I was still trying to get the lay for the land, or the lay of the land, excuse me, when it came to things in spring ball, but he very much sounds up to speed now and has hit the ground running in fall camp so far. Yeah, it, and you know, I I <laughs> I like to remind folks that a lot of the times, uh, you know, when coaches are talking in interviews, they're not talking to us, they're not talking to the media, they're talking to their players, and and so I wonder if maybe Coach Bump has a little action going on here on the side where he's trying to tell his guys like, hey, you better teach me my plays better, or else. <laughs> well. Could be a message, there's no doubt about that. But a big thank you to Chad Bumfus, and of course, we'll be back tomorrow talking about everything going on in Utah. We'll continue these position previews, talking about those positions that are getting overlooked, Brian, because we want to make sure that they get the love too. So until then, what do you have for our listeners on the way out the door? It's a great time to be a Ute, Jake. Drink up all the Kool-Aid you can right now because the real football starts and then there will be much wailing and gnashing of teeth with every incompletion and every uh, fourth down and, and, and every missed tackle and everything like that. So enjoy the goodness that is no mistakes for now and, and just good positive conversation because once the season starts, uh, I know that everybody's going to get super worried uh, but this is the fun part of the year for sure uh, in terms of the anticipation and the excitement. We're all going to get along, Brian. Let's just make that a thing. But 
Team Fun is successful in wins and losses, and even in seasons where you make it to the Pac-12 championship. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a very good point. But we'll be along for the ride, whatever may come. But until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for August 11th, 2021.